the main thing that I was thinking of is, and you say this all the time, is uh, how is this happening for me? Okay. To me. Mm-hmm. And that was like, truthfully, like I was repeating that to myself every single day. Right. Because, you know, COVID was happening to everybody at the same time. But what was I doing to make an impact on myself and, you know, help my future grow? Like this tuition, my tuition is not going to pay itself. <laughs> so, you know, I, I committed to running a business. And mm-hmm. that was a promise that I made in January. And I just... Like, yeah, it was hard for a couple of weeks, but once we realized that it was still possible to sell online, yep. like, again, just harnessing those systems and using them to my advantage was just something that I really tried to rein in on. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Thanks so much for joining me on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Uh, we have a young lady by the name of Jessica Franzman with us today. Uh, she is a first-year operator. Um, she actually grew up in Calgary and decided to go to Dalhousie, and uh, she came and joined our program. And it, I just love this, this interview that we had with Jessica, just overcoming just the normal things that someone would be a rookie operator in our business with no network, no resources, you know, in terms of being away from any friends and family. Uh, but then on top of it, having this COVID crisis and, uh, you know, just, just dealing with those challenges. And so really, really amazing young lady. And we are, you know, in our organization, there's just full of amazing young, young incredible people, incredible leaders. And uh, I know you're going to love the pod uh, and I know you're going to love just the energy and the commitment that Jessica has to her present and to her future. And you know what we're up to, and that is we are in the middle of our best recruiting season ever. We're going to be returning or we've returned more veteran operators that we ever have before. We will return over 60% of the team that we had last season. We will increase the number of uh, referrals to our program by 50%. And our business, um, despite all the economic challenges, we will grow significantly, you know, somewhere in the range of 10 to 20% next year. And uh, we are looking for amazing young leaders that we will get a chance to mentor and develop and guide. You know, one of the amazing things about having 100 plus veterans on our team is, is that not only will rookie operators and referrals come and get the opportunity to work with district managers. And they'll also have mentors who will be guiding them, you know, and veterans who will be guiding them and want to guide them because that's what they're up to. They're just so excited about becoming leaders. So please reach out to me at chris at leaderspodcast.ca, or you can send them to leaderspodcast.ca, apply, or directly to studentworks.com. Thanks so much. I know you're going to enjoy this podcast and you're welcome to reach out to me about any information that you might have or questions or feedback on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Have a fantastic day. Well, Jessica, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. No, well, we really love the opportunity to 
you know, interview our existing operators um, and to give people, you know, just a flavor for really what the program's about and what our operators are about. So to get started, like explain what you were like before joining our program. Um, not really great things. Uh, <laughs> definitely was perceived as the person who was, you know, did everything. I was very controlling, especially in my last workplace. Okay. I wanted to be the one to do everything. I couldn't trust anyone oh. to do it properly. I figured I would always have to go in and fix it after or whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. So I would say I really lacked trust issues um, okay. within my place. And at the time, like, I didn't really see the value in building trust with my coworkers. Like, I didn't see that as something that I would need to become a leader. Okay. Yeah. And then after doing student works for a little bit, I realized that trust is literally the foundation of every relationship that you will ever build. Yeah. So isn't that wonderful to figure that out in your teens rather than, you know, to stumble along into leadership late 20s or 30s or whenever people you know, get that opportunity maybe for their first promotion and they're, they're all of a sudden leading a team of people. So when you think back, I know you moved across from Calgary to, to Dalhousie. Why did that interest you? Why was that something you were looking to do? I guess just change. Mm-hmm. I love pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. Okay. Um, I think that's a great place, not only to learn everything about the world, but really to see how far you can go as a person. And I just knew that staying within my home province, my hometown, I knew that I'd never learn anything about myself, you know, and I was going to move to just actually to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And then I figured what would do me better is go all the way across the country, you know? (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay, great. Great. And so what are top performers doing differently in your mind? I would say that top performers are like really taking advantage of all the resources that are available to them mm-hmm. and really like harnessing everything that they possibly can, you know, cause like everyone can listen to podcasts and read books and listen to motivational speeches. But I think what really separates top performers from everybody else is their ability to take that and work on themselves with that information. You know, like you can listen to podcasts and say that, you know, podcast says to do a, B and C right. Top performers are really going to do A, B, and C and take the time to reflect on those things and figure out how they can make them a better person. Awesome. So, so what, I'm, what I'm hearing you really is, is that, you know, it's not only, you know, are we taking, are we consuming the information, but what are we doing with the information, right? Like, you know, to me, that's one of the great things about, you know, people in our program and really entrepreneurs or leaders in general is they, they see information, they hear information, and then they act on it right? And then from those actions, they find out what's working, what's not working. And then, and then obviously they can continue to make changes and, and alter and, and, and like for you around trust, you know, figure that out. So what, what actually occurred for you to discover that trust was a breakthrough area for you or an area that was missing? Yeah. Well, I talked to my district manager a lot about this mm-hmm. and you know, I told, like, expressed to him that this was a problem that I have had in the past. Like, you know, whether it was with personal relationships or with my coworkers, like, I just felt this need to always do something. Like, okay. I, I was always the one to do it. And uh, then he kind of just said, "Well, it sounds like you have a little bit of trust issues with them, um, you know, right. delegation." And so that was something that when I hired people for the first time and I was starting my cruise for the first time, like, I just was constantly, you know, keeping in contact with them, making sure that we were all on the same page that they were happy with how I've been managing them so far. And that like, really like 
we trusted each other. Like I, you know, told them that I wanted to build a great relationship with them, not only a personal one, but also a work relationship. Awesome. And uh, they really liked that and they've been liking it so far. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So just really in the coaching experiences, right? Is, is your district manager looking for what was missing or looking for what was where there was an opportunity. So great job, Conrad. And uh, so how do you see things differently? Um, You know, I know we're not completely through our first year, just it's July 21st. So uh, Jessica's off to Mexico or, or the Mexico level or, or president's club, I suspect more likely president's club, but we still got a chunk left more in the season, but how do you see things differently after your first, first year's experience? Honestly, it's it's hard to pinpoint just one. Like I would say everything, but mm-hmm. to really sum it down, like I think everything that comes my way, I just see as an opportunity now. Mm-hmm. Before I just saw it as, you know, if I miss this or if I miss that, I was kind of like, whatever. Okay. But now, you know, like everything that I encounter, like whether it's a client experience, a client problem, right. um, even really great client experience, like it's just everything that I know I can either grow from or learn from. I think this is either you or Pat that said this to me at the beginning of this year was just that you don't know the things you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. It's just, so, it's just so true, right? So whether that be in school that I take this and take everything as a learning curve or, you know, it's things that I fail at, everything is just, I'm constantly learning. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and that, that mindset of growth and learning is so powerful, you know, and again, I think, you know, the one thing that, you know, is no matter what, doesn't matter how much money you've had. doesn't matter how many awards you win or success levels you have. You can always keep growing, growing and learning, right? So it's a never ending opportunity. And it, it, it feels, it certainly fills me up, you know, and it continuing to fill me up that, you know, I, I see decades more to be able to, again, participate fully and not go, Oh, I got it all, you know, and just for our leaders listening, you know, the, is really the blind spot where we don't know what we don't know. And it really is um, a big part of learning and, and really to, to get blind spot learning, really the biggest way that we need to get blind spot is, is to activate with others, right? And people who you trust, people who are up to what you're up to. And, you know, I think there's no question that it's, it's hard to sometimes hear things that we're not doing well, right? So we've got to be coachable, but also it's, it's really great to be working with people who you're building a really good relationship with, you're building trust with, and you know that they're out for you. So in our model, we've got the district managers who do that. We've got obviously the senior leaders in the business, and we've got veteran and rookie operators who are all looking out for each other. So I'm sure there've been opportunities where you didn't see something and someone pointed it out for you and go, oh, wow, I didn't, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Isn't that great? Right. And, and, and sort of that blind spot so that we can, again, see what we can't otherwise see. Yeah, no, 100%. Like I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Having the district managers as a coach is, I think, a phenomenal opportunity. You know, like when else, in, I guess, other than parents, when else in your life would you have just had someone who you can just call? really at any time and yeah. ask any questions, whether it be personal or business related. Yeah, so. no. And it, it is interesting because I know, you know, a lot of times when people leave our organization as they, as they do, you know, and that's really the plan where a development organization is that they go to other organizations and there isn't the same coaching model. Now it's interesting in 
more and more companies are really taking on that coaching model. And it makes sense that we do it better. We do it at a, at a higher level, more committed level, just because we have people coming in with just so little experience and we're bridging that gap so that they can figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then I know this, this year has actually, you know, been one of the most um, significant years in the last hundred, right? Is, is we have a, a coronavirus outbreak, COVID-19, literally, you know, half of the world is locked inside their homes for weeks upon weeks. And I know, you know, in some ways, Nova Scotia didn't get it quite as bad as other parts of the country, but still, that was really impactful. So how did you, how did you see COVID impact yourself personally and impact your business? Yeah, so for my business, um, I would say was really challenging was just trying to still figure out how we can sell and yep. figure out how we can actually book some work still. Yeah. Uh, it was difficult to do estimates from my bedroom. Yes. <laughs> but once we figured out new systems on how we can do them electronically, you know, getting the client to measure out the house for us right. and, and send us those measurements made us able to do them, you know, a different way. And I think what I really learned from that is just how we can do this next year, even if there isn't, even, even if COVID isn't happening, mm-hmm. you know, I guess like having somebody go out and actually do estimates in person. But if you ever encounter another situation where you want to do an estimate for a person, yeah. but like if there was some reason why they couldn't see you now, yeah. we know how to do them electronically. And another thing that kind of just how I kept up with that and how I coped with that was just keeping a solid schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much the entire world took everything out of their schedule when COVID hit. And admittedly at first I did too, Yeah. but after, you know, we figured out those new systems putting everything back into your schedule and just really keeping organized and keeping up on tasks was definitely my like supporter. <laughs> so. That's so awesome. Yeah. And, 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 you know, having structure in our lives is a sign of a top performer. This is what I do this. This is when I do that. And again, with structure, we get more freedom, you know, we get more success certainly as well. So I, I, I love that distinction for people. One of the things as well that I want to highlight is is it's just not about being able to do estimates. And to me, it's about just saying, we're going to find a solution. No matter what, you know, we're going to find a solution. And that's really what is, exists in our organization. And as leaders, that's what we need. You know, we need to be pandemic proof. We need to be anything proof. And just no matter what, we'll just figure out what's the next step. What can we do? How can we move our business forward? How can we, and again, safely and effectively. And it's been really interesting. And I'm going to have some people on the podcast about that, but past alumni who who are going to come on and talk about, hey, this has really impacted their business. Here's what they did. And it's fascinating as well um, that the most successful people in our communities have been way, way busier because of the pandemic. And so it's, it's like, that's kind of what happens when things get tough. It's like leaders are called upon more and more until things get sorted out. Then, okay, great. Other people, you know, can get more deployed. And, and it's, it's sad because certainly, again, there's lots of people who have really had a lot of negative, negative impacts because of it. But really, again, the lesson for us is something happens. What do we do? And I can just tell, you know, how you handled it, you know, but I know for you as well. And, and I know this kind of a little bit of a unique circumstance is, is that you were thousands of miles or, you know, away from your family, you know, first year university probably wasn't the plan to stay in Dalhousie anyhow. So how did that impact you and your parents and family, et cetera? 
Yeah. Um, well, my mom, like pretty much like I was living in residence at the time. Yeah. So we all got kicked out of res right. um, when the pandemic hit in that second week of March. So I, I kind of had to find a place to live suddenly. Cause I yeah. like, I have friends who live out there, but it was since the pandemic was happening, it was kind of difficult for me to, for them to let me into their home. Right. So I uh, found one of my mom's friends, like friend of a friend who had an apartment, stayed with her. Okay. And my mom had asked me, do you want to come home? Right. And I said, no, because I have a business to run. Right. You know, pandemic or not, we've come up with this new system. We've come up with this solution on how we can still run the business. And I'm not just going to give up on this. Yeah. You know, I knew that when I went home, I wouldn't be able to do estimates all the way in Calgary in right. Nova Scotia. Yeah. So I just figured that it was just something I needed to power through and I'll see my parents when I see them, which is kind of sad to say, but um, they're definitely my, my biggest supporters, but yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you do what you got to do to make the business run. Right. Well, no, I, well, I, I, again, I just, I'm, in, I'm really inspired. And of course you want to see your folks, you know, and, and normally in a normal year, you would have flown back and, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, taking some time off, but now there's a two week isolation or quarantine when you come back. And, and so, you know, so again, you make those decisions for the best of your your success. And I'm sure again, they're your biggest cheerleaders to have that success. Right. But it really is great. And, and again, you know, it was really, really dark days for our business. Our business all of a sudden was cut by a third, you know, four or five weeks in a row, we were, you know, really, really massively impacted during some of our, one of our biggest sales weeks is, you know, those, those April sales weeks where we're usually just crushing it. So it really did take a whole lot. So what were you thinking about during those times to sort of keep yourself, keep your, your, your mindset under control, Jessica? The main thing that I was thinking of is, and you say this all the time, is uh, how is this happening for me? Okay to me. And mm-hmm. that was like, truthfully, like I was repeating that to myself every single day right? because, you know, COVID was happening to everybody at the same time, but what was I doing to make an impact on myself and, you know, help my future grow? Like this tuition, my tuition is not going to pay itself. <laughs> so, you know, I, I committed to running a business and mm-hmm. that was a promise that I made in January. And I just like, yeah, it was hard for a couple weeks, but once we realized that it was still possible to sell online, yeah. like, again, just harnessing those systems and using them to my advantage was just something that I really tried to rein in on. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and a shout out to Joe Kim, but I love Joe Kim's HR line is, is he, he believes this is one of our district managers. Uh, he believes that, and, and I do too, uh, but he pointed it out is, is that in the future, HR professionals are going to ask, what did you do the summer of 2020? Right. And you're going to have a great story. And again, who knows what you'll do? Maybe you'll just be an entrepreneur, and, and and but but you'll have a great story no matter what. You have a great story that hey, I saw this, and this is how I looked at it, and then I've got this habit because one of the things I'm a big believer in is is that, or sorry, I just know from personal experiences about every decade or so, there's some crazy thing that happens in the world. Now this is way crazier. Okay, this is a, a hundred year crazy. <laughs> so it's again, locked down and changed and morphed so many things. But in the end, all there is, is for a human to go and make a choice, choose an action, move forward or not move forward, watch Netflix all day, or what can I do to power on? And, and, and we're having our best year ever. And it's just remarkable. It's just remarkable, the team of people and the team of leaders that, you know, gone through this. So, so, so neat. 
So could you have seen yourself here eight months ago? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, you know, we were making goals in January and, you know, writing like numbers on paper saying that this is the business that you will grow. This is the business you will run in revenue and produce value and all this stuff. And the, they were all words to me yeah. in January. Right. Like I didn't know what anything meant. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I definitely couldn't see myself here. But after I got those first leads and, you know, booked those first jobs, like, oh, it was just like so crazy to see my potential and like how far I can really take this business and what I can really do. Like, you know, the more work that I put in, the better my business will grow. And I really like that, how it's entirely self-driven. You know, it's up to me. I don't have anybody else to blame. I have nobody to make excuses for me. It's entirely up to me to, you know, make this business grow. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And and obviously you see the very clear steps that you can take, right? You know, and, and sort of, you know, doing the program, because I know, you know, most of our operators are either returning operators or we get all sorts of massive numbers of referrals. And sometimes it's it's like we find people, you know, over the internet or, or you know, referred or j- just kind of, you know, not really connected to the program as, as you were. But how did you see it? Like, did it appear really clear for you as you walk through the the steps and you know did you have confidence as as you were going through that you could do it that, that do the program yeah like um studentworks provides such a great support for all of their operators like through you um you know district managers all the veteran operators it was like i never felt like i couldn't ask questions if i was ever uncertain about right. anything Like I knew that there was always somebody that had the answer and um, like I felt a little bit of uncertainty at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. mostly because I knew that it was up to me and I didn't know that I had what it to run a business. But again, after all that coaching and January training and learning all about the business, like you really start to realize how possible it is to run the biggest business you possibly can. (laughs) Right. Like for sure. For sure. You know, and the, the reality is, 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 you don't really know, right? Like, but, but there's all sorts of things that we go into in life where we really don't know. And those are many things like, you know, I, I look at marriage or I look at, you know, having family or, or again, starting a business or taking on a huge leadership challenge, right? Those are things that we really don't know if we can win at this, right? And that's what's great about growth, right? Just stepping out of our comfort zone and you know, and just, just expanding ourselves to sort of say, Hey, this is what I want. And, and, and obviously we're here trying to attract people who are really that type of a person where look, I really want that. And so how do I, how do I get that? There are not many programs uh, at all. You're literally in the world who are, who are taking teenagers and, and, you know, creating entrepreneurs with them. And, you know, it's, it's very, very unique. Yeah, it really is. Like I say that all the time that this is the, the only like super valuable package deal that you'll get that you Mm -hmm. get all of this experience in eight months Mm -hmm. right like never there's really like nothing out there that i can think of that gives you this opportunity so yeah no and 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 you know certainly i'm not aware of of anybody doing it anywhere close to as 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 elite level as we are you know across the nation it really is it, it really is incredible and it's it's kind of like just this package of all these amazing people who have come through our company and we're standing on the shoulders of them. And, you know, 
the best thing that I, I do is not come up with the best ideas, but just facilitate and, and have them have them get created. And then we just keep on building on them and building on them and building on them. And that's just so amazing. So anything you'd like to share with the young leaders listening on this podcast? Uh, something I would share is to do the thing that scares you the most. Step outside of your comfort zone. If something freaks the hell out of you, go and do it, right? Like I was scared as all hell to run a business for the first time. And I have never been more grateful in my life that I took this risk because this is honestly what will set me up for the rest of my life. So Awesome. Do, do something that scares you. I love that. I love that. You know, and again, that, that whole concept of a comfort zone is something that really we need to be comfortable being uncomfortable all yeah. our life to really have a spectacular life. And, and, um, I've been really, um, very fortunate to be part of this program. Again, I was part of this program as an operator before I ever became, you know, a VP and then partner and then bought it. And then also something as, as an athlete, because I know, I notice as well, and a lot of it comes down to coachability. So I know looking at like when I've been instructed, you know, physically playing tennis or golf or sports that I'm not, you know, it's not my core sport, the core sport was swimming, but it's like, I'm able to sort of be willing to go backwards and get worse so that I know I can get better. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. No, I'm not willing to feel uncomfortable. I'm not willing to, you know, look bad, you know, because, and again, that frightens us, right? That's uncomfortable, but that's the winning system is, is I'm doing things that again, I'm not that good at, but then later on, if I do them again and again and again, I, I used to be really, really uncomfortable doing public speaking to think that I would do thousands of hours in podcasting is crazy compared to where I used to be. Now, again, this is decades ago or whatever, but it just shows that everything's possible if we're just stepping out of our comfort zone and just, just growing and learning and being coachable. Yeah, for sure. And I think to make it like a little bit applicable to like estimates and stuff yeah. like that, it's all just what you were saying about failing and, and everything to get better or doing, doing bad so you can get worse. Yeah. Like I was terrible. I'm still not great. Obviously yeah. I have a long way to go, but I'm terrible. I was terrible at selling. I had no idea what a sale even was at yeah. that point. Right. And the more estimates you do, the more times you fail, the better you get at it. Like every yeah. time I've not gotten an estimate or not booked that job, I just focus on how, what you can learn from that. You learn so much from failing at those things. Yeah. And I'm sure Conrad, your district manager takes it apart with you. So what happened? What did we do? What, what, you know, step by step by step. Ah, okay. That's what it is. And by the way, we are so fortunate in our business that so many of our clients literally want to choose us. They want to choose us just because they go, look at this young person. I'm not so sure they know what to do, (laughs) but they're keen. (laughs) Exactly. As long as you've got a good attitude, that's all that matters. (laughs) Oh, it's certainly, we we have this great, and I know you're aware of it, but for our leaders, we have this amazing uh, feedback system that, that actually happens in our business where clients will, will give feedback and they give feedback to the customer, sorry, to the company and the operator. And regularly, the feedback's different. David did a wonderful job. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate your efforts. Company, David needs more training. <laughs> he, he set really bad expectations. Um, 
He had a hard time coming on time, you know, like just Mm -hmm. crazy, Um, you know, crazy, wonderful, like crazy, like we are so blessed to have these amazing Canadians, you know, who again have a, you know, real commitment to community, right? A commitment to sort of being in this great Canadian community. And it showed up through this, this uh, COVID crisis, right? Mm -hmm. As people look after each other and we're a company that literally gets looked after by our community. Exactly. That's just it. Like, especially during COVID, people wanted to support us because we're a young local business. Mm-hmm. We're young local students. And why would you support, you know, somebody else who maybe has 40 years on them and has a house and has all of these assets and stuff? Like, we're, as young students, all we have is student loan debt. So, <laughs> That's like, right. No. Nope. Yeah. And I think a lot of clients see themselves or see their sons and daughters in our operators as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember I was so keen, so energetic. You know, again, I, 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 I got really counseled and coached by our operator, sorry, by, by my clients when I was an operator, I just felt it like it was really, really great. So again, you know, there's no question. And again, this, this year, more than any other year, I felt that just, just that level of support just went up even higher, which is so spectacular. So, um, so final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, Jessica, what do you think of? I think of somebody who demonstrates great resiliency. This was something I like really focused on a lot in my grade 12 year of high school. And I think it's just such an important quality for people to have Um, the ability to balance and bounce back from really challenging events that have happened in a person's life. I think that is a phenomenal trait to really have and always work on. Mm -hmm. It's always important to practice resiliency as a leader because that, you know, shows to other people that if you can if like if you can bounce back from a really challenging event and face adversity um then they can too and yeah. I, I think it's really important to be able to show that to another um person when you're being a leader yeah and there's there really is no losing in life there's only losing in events losing in this didn't work or that specifically didn't work or i didn't book that estimate or wow that mm-hmm. relationship with that team member didn't go well and then there's the next action to take. And so if we really just get that, hey, I'm just, you know, eventually I'm going to slide into home base all used up and just dust all over the place. That's my plan, by the way. Like, you know, just like, you know, and the game's going to be over and they're going to throw dirt on my face and that's okay. Like, that's it. You know, and some, some games I'll win, some games I'll lose. And, and if we're just playing the game that way, with that resiliency, you know, it just makes all the difference for sure. And just, just like, I think, I think a lot of times people just take themselves too seriously. It's like, Oh, you know, if I don't win at this, Oh, this means this. No, no, no. It just means I didn't win at that. And tomorrow I'm going to do this. And, 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 or this afternoon I'll go do that. Yeah, no, for sure. I just, I just really, I really agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. Well, well, Jessica, I so appreciate you coming on the podcast with me. Um, Continued success. Um, Let's continue to, uh, you know, crush your season. Uh, And I'm excited to have you back again another year and grow your business again. Oh, well, by the way, just what's your goal for next year? What's your plan for next year? We haven't really delved too deep into it just yet. But um, my goal for next year is definitely going to be like, over 200,000 for Fantastic. sure. I want to have a business. 
Isn't that amazing? So you're going to go, yeah. build, you're going to go build equity while you're in school. So you're going to come yeah. up, come, come across, you know, you'll be graduated from a great degree at Dow and have assets. So that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's make that happen. So you, you have an awesome day. And again, thanks so much for joining us on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much, Chris. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.